You are now listening to Pull Hook Golf, an unfiltered golf podcast taking you inside the ropes with unfiltered stories, insights, analysis, and exclusive interviews. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Pull Hook Golf, the podcast. This is episode number 61. And wow. first and foremost, Bobby, I got to give it yeah. up to you. Round of applause. We're going to get For into what? it in a little bit. For your for the <laughs> potentially the greatest comeback of Paul, all time I, in the penny bets. I know. We'll be talking about it as we go on, but we're gonna be talking about the Wells Fargo Championship that okay. just wrapped up at Quail Hollow. That's what's behind me here. We've yep. got eight the eighteenth hole. 18. Spectacular, the creek all along the side. Um, we've got the upcoming ATT Byron Nelson that we're gonna be talking about. And then guess what? What? We got another Live Golf event coming up, Live Golf Tulsa. I actually kind of like that uh, these events are happening a little bit quicker now. I mean, they flew all the way over from Singapore. I guess you got to give them a week off, right? Flying from Singapore all the way back to the States. Yeah. But did you notice? Did you notice I was looking at the schedule? uh, I flew in yesterday. I was looking at the schedule at the airport. Did you know that they, they got a run coming up here in a month or two where they actually have two or three tournaments that are exactly a month apart? Like really? two in a row. Yeah, like two tournaments in 60 days or something like that. That's so hard yeah. for momentum yeah. to pick up. You I know, know what I mean? For yep. the fans and everything, it, it's yeah. it's tough. But we'll get into that. We've got our yes. good and the bad of Live Golf. We're going to be Ooh. doing our golf picks but louder segment. Yeah, that's when the earmuffs come on for all those Live lovers is what we have uh, nicknamed them, the hardcore enthusiasts for Live Golf who happen to listen to our podcast still. Who knows why? Uh, but yeah, anyways, yeah. let's talk about the Wells Fargo Championship at Quail Hollow and yeah. Wyndham Clark. Buddy, my goodness. I told you. I told all 3,938 of you fuckers that it was going to happen. I could just... I could just see it, you know, sometimes you can just see it. I could see the mental, the mental change that he made. Cause he used to be a handful on the golf course. He'd get so pissed, you know, and he's just turned the corner and I've always raved about, I mean, I'm going to tell you this, this guy, I, I think this is that special kind of talent that, you know, I took max a while to get going. And I think this, this guy's in the same scenario. He was just too talented early that he was never going to lose his card or have any stress or anything like that. He was just, the tough part was getting him getting out of his own way, but he is a, he is a, he's fun. Even though you're competing against him, like well, I've been paired with him a couple times in Vegas and you're just like, God, this guy fucking bombs and he got, he's got hands, he's got an iron game, he's got a wedge game and he can roll and he can roll the pill. And I'm super happy. I'm super happy for him for all the changes he made. And he finally cashed in. I'm super happy for me that I actually called this against Cameron, uh, against our bet with I'm so Cameron pissed off Young, about it, which, but, I'm, well, but I'm happy you about must, it too. But listen, if I was sitting, if we reversed it and I was sitting where you were and, and I was on you're the Cameron Young side of that bet, I'd feel pretty good. You know I, what I mean? Because it's just a matter until yeah, the it's just a ma- It's just a matter of time. But I do want to give a shout out to Wyndham Clark's caddy, John Ellis, who is a good friend of mine that we go back, honestly, Matt, we go back um, 20, year, uh, 20 years. He was a star at the University of Oregon when I first started um, caddying on the Canadian tour way back when. He was one of the better players in, from Northern California. We played all our practice rounds with him and that kind of stuff. And he was like the best of the Canadian tour players, ball striking-wise, that I thought. And he actually made it to the Corn Ferry Tour a couple times, and it just – it didn't work out. His path wasn't there. And then he went to coach at Oregon. He was an assistant coach under Casey Martin at Oregon for some 
years with Norman John, and that's where his connection to Wyndham is. And then he started caddying, and and um, uh, you know, three hundred some thousand dollars later, it's funny. I text him early on Sunday morning before the round two, and I wanted to give him this. It wasn't my spot, but I wanted to give him this raw raw speech that I had gotten from somebody in the past that, like. Hey, here's the deal. You're probably going to lose the lead at some point at this time. You're supposed to lose the lead, but it's what you do after that that matters, not what you've done before that. But well, that's I pretty good. Yeah, but I it's because it's true in those scenarios, right? And I, but I just condensed it to a to a just wishing you good luck, man. I feel like it's your time, and and he said thanks, hit me back real early. And it's funny, I called him three or four weeks ago when we were discussing our Cam Young bet when that came up and that kind of stuff, and I told him, and I'm like, Johnny, you're gonna you're going to win soon. He's like, God, I know it. I can just feel it. And it's like, I don't know. I thought it was pretty epic that he won on Derby weekend and everything like that. And it's just, fuck, if you're going to pop, yeah, dude, if you're going to pop your cherry at 20, $20 million purse, that's probably more money than John, John Ellis getting 365 grand. That's more money than he probably made in his Canadian tour and corn Ferry tour career. So I think this guy is often running to the races and it's one of those talents that we're going to see him, Maybe you agree in the top 20 for the rest of his career for a long, long time because he possesses that kind of game. And you saw, everybody saw, not that, not that I'm saying I know everything, but he went through that the first seven holes. He couldn't get his feet under him. He wasn't hitting greens. He wasn't making any putts. He had a couple hard lip outs. Uh, Xander actually took the lead, if I'm not mistaken, after yeah. seven holes. And then all you have to do is pull up Wyndham Clark's scorecard on a place like Quail Hollow on a Sunday when you start the day off with the lead. And if you see four birdies and no bogeys, that's how you win a fucking golf tournament and finish a golf tournament off on the PGA Tour, right? And I know John Rahm wasn't there and Scotty Schleffer wasn't there. And people are saying, oh, you know, the viewership was down from last year because obviously those guys bring in a lot of a lot of viewers but it was still a pretty fucking good field it was a great field you know 60 some world ranking boards is is right up there so it was it was it was a great week for Wyndham Clark it was a great week for for Xander he finished second what he got beat four shots finished 15 under something like that Harris English Terrell Hatton were there 12 under it's funny it was a two-horse race all day right nobody else was was making a run. Sungjae did his typical thing where he made a run kind of on Saturday. He made a run early on Sunday, and he then he made some bogeys, and then he hit one in the water on 17 and made double. <laughs> and it's it's that it's that atypical Sungjae weekend Sunday that I've been talking about where he puts himself in position and he's just it's just the biggest head scratcher why he can't seem to to get it done. And I know he's been roughing up Lance a little bit the last couple of weeks, but. You know, when you keep finishing sixth and eighth and eleventh, and I just don't think it's comes down to your caddy, to be quite honest with you. But I thought for a quick second on Monday after you made the double bogey on seventeen, I'm like, there's a fifty-fifty chance my phone's going to ring on Monday and they are going to do some shuffling and that kind of stuff. But it looks like it's past the it's past the danger zone. I told you in the past when Billy Spencer when when I went in at Honda and Sunday kind of opened up to me about caddies for the first time and. He was telling me he wanted to get rid of Billy, you know, a year ago, but he had finished second or third at the Scottish and another top three somewhere else. And it's like, as long as I was playing good and everything like that. So um, he's definitely on form. I know Sungjae's playing. I know he's playing great. So hopefully he can. Um, part of me wants him to win and part of me doesn't want him to win the selfish part of me, too, because I always I've always told you that I feel like I'm going to, you know, it's possible, it, you know, 
depending on what the future holds with Troy in the next three or four years or something like that, that it's possible that, you, you know, when a Korean bag comes up and my name comes up and, and I try and help them out, if it's nothing that, that I feel like I should do myself. So, you know, a little side rant there, a little Bobby Brown, because I guess we're still in the year of the caddy. I don't know. That's mostly <laughs> what we talk about other than our favorite topic live but there's some other guys i want to talk about on the leaderboard yeah uh, on the do. leaderboard too especially with the major coming up you know terrell hatton had a great week he plays great golf course, tough golf courses um super hard i never thought window anybody was going to get to 19 under i thought it was going to be 14 or 15 under so hats off to him um tommy fleetwood kind of been getting on form another good finish for him i think he finished 11 under a tie for third um there, there's an american korean i want to talk about a little bit he won john john deere a few years ago his name's michael kim right so yeah he won he won john deere he came out of cal he played with max he was super highly regarded he made the cut when he was like an amateur at marion in the u.s open he's an unbelievable putter and he's got an unbelievable short game but he went through a stretch after he won of trying to change some things right and he missed like 20 some cuts in a row and then he 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 lost all status. He lost everything. He decided to change everything with Sean with Sean Fullen. He's been working super duper hard to get some more speed and that kind of stuff. And I got to see it up close at Pebble this year in a practice round. And I told this guy, he told me, I'm like, Michael Kim is a different player than he was three years ago. He, he's longer. He's much more confident. He's exuding the walk and the confidence and that little air that you have to have. So I, I don't know why I'm going on, on, on this, but he had a great week and he finished – tied for fifth or something like that at 10 under but i feel like michael kim is a name that that could sneaky long shot sneak up and win like a john deere again or or um something like that i've also been talking a little bit this year about denny mccarthy the really good putter he had another week i two. saw he I had went, a top 10 yeah yeah he did he finished tied for eighth with a bunch of guys at nine under and i feel like it's just a matter of time before before he wins, KH Lee, who is going to be, who's here this week and is trying to sexiest become one of the, man. the sexiest man alive, trying to win this tournament for, for three years in a row, had a nice week, had a really good Sunday, tied eighth. We all know Max Homa had a good week after not a great start on the first day. I know that hurts your heart because I picked Max and <laughs> you did not. And he finished at nine under Ricky, another week back to top 50 in the world rankings. Not that I know that the world rankings are very yeah are very valid anymore but when you made the move that he's moved that he's made in the last six months up the world rankings it gives me personally a hope for my team the way that we were the way that we are struggling and so those little stories keep me going on a on a daily basis jt i guess had a good tournament for him t14 but not really because he turned in 12 under and gave it all back and you could see his body language and bones's body language after they make a couple bogeys and i've I've said it in the past before. You just got to feel like the weight of the world is on his shoulders to try and, you know, why he doesn't win three to five times a year is is probably a big, uh, big question mark. You know, I have my own opinions on that, but it is Justin Thomas's time of the year coming up here, you know, the week after next with the PGA, which he is obviously going to be, you know, one of the top three guys to be, be winning that tournament twice. Once there at Quail, his very first one and last year at Southern Hills. So, all in all, it was a good week. If anybody doesn't know, we missed the cut. We were on the number. We four-putted 17. I shit my pants. <laughs> and um, and uh, we barely missed uh, another cut. It's to shit your pants out there. Yeah, and I shit my pants, <laughs> and I didn't have wipes in the bag, and it was a real messy and runny. But I was sharing for everybody out there. I was sharing with Matt. Sharing, not venting. But it's funny when you 
when you get in these scenarios with a player, which he's never been in one, I've never been in, you know that they're not playing with fucking full deck upstairs. And that's it's pretty obvious to me that my guy has been playing good on Thursdays. And then on Fridays, he's playing to not miss the cut. So we had a night. We'll see if my pep talks work. They work for nine-year-old soccer teams. I don't know if they're going to work for a 36-year-old Daniel's Highland champ, bro. Yeah. <laughs> James Island champ, bro. Oh, James just had, Island. Sorry. Just had more tryouts. That season's over. Just had more tryouts. Now my six-year-old starts with this Charleston soccer club. So I'm fucking going to be doing You're double duty. Dad. I am totally a soccer dad. I am totally a soccer dad. So I'm pretty stoked about that. But my point was I can give those guys pep talks, but I fucking gave my – I kind of ran my guy, but gave him a pep talk on Friday like I told you. And for everybody out there, I just told them – what I just said, I'm like, we are fucking playing to not to not miss cuts when we should be playing on fucking Thursday through Sunday to win a fucking golf tournament. And this is the perfect course coming up for it because, you know, they go super low out here, mid-20s, uh, you know, 20-some under. God, I think 27 under won it last year or something like that. So you pretty much fucking fired every flag, and we're going to be aggressive as fuck. And, I, and my guy looked good in a fucking practice round today, like really, really – really good like he's syncing up so if i can just give him a what do they call it a lobotomy or something if i can just <laughs> cut out the left part or i can't i'm not smart enough to know if he's left-brained or right-brained but i'm gonna fucking get in there and take something out and um and uh, i was getting after him today too i'm like i'm fucking calling the shots today and the tee shots and and that kind of stuff and he's like whoa bob's aggressive and i'm like well fucking somebody's gotta be you know Jump on my back, kid. I can help you out, especially on a Tuesday. <laughs> so, anyways, oh, that's my that's my Bobby Brown uh, Quail Hollow rundown. I'm sure I missed some guys Man. that needed some some respect, but uh, um, you uh, missed my guy yeah. Adam Scott. And then um, I know I said Scotty. T- I said Scotty. Okay, I, said I'm, Scotty. I missed that yeah. then. Yeah, um, but yeah. no, your guy. The, uh, the one that uh, I also wanted to because I saw him this morning at the gym yeah. is Kevin Streelman. So Strillman had yeah. a good week. He actually yeah. played really well. Yeah. He uh, got off to a really good start. He was second at one point um, there through the first uh, two days, and yeah. yeah, played really well. Got yeah, some... good dude. Yeah, good dude. Good yep. dude. And um, then this is just a shout out to so his yeah. trainer over at PFS. So I train over at PFS here in Scottsdale. Isn't that where Wyndham Clark trains too? It, so my trainer Ando yeah is Wyndham's. Uh, personal wow. trainer. So guess who wow. was back in the gym today and right go. back at it and working Wait his up. ass off. I saw the workout today and I'm like, holy shit, like he's getting right back after it. So no time yeah. to waste. And, and I mean, one day off really with Monday. I mean, I don't even know what his schedule is like Monday, but when you're back in the gym working that hard on Tuesday after you won for the first time on Sunday, that's got to go show you a little something. So look, who's bringing a little bit of insight here to the podcast. Do you, do you talk? Yeah. Well, I Uh, like it. Do you talk to, have you met uh, uh, from New York? Hey, uh, um, do you talk to him at all? Have you introduced him? I have not. I have not met him as of yet. Um, yeah. Streelman, we've, we've met through, I mean, we work out at the same time, a lot of times in the mornings. Um, so we run into each other quite a bit, but, uh, yeah, no, not, uh, if you ever get a yet. chance, if because, you ever, well, great dude. we, yeah. we don't work out at the same time because we have the same trainer. Oh. 
Well, if you run into each other and you cross paths, he's a good dude. Introduce yourself and do me a favor. Tell him about our little podcast and tell him about my prediction against <laughs> Cam Young. Just give me some props in case he ever gets rid of in case he ever gets rid of John. I want to be player. I want to be Caddy B. All right, I'll throw in I'll throw in a good word for you. I'll make sure to let uh, Ando know as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised. Actually, Ando knows what? about the bet because we talked about it before. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, gosh, yeah. Bobby stole Wyndham from me. He's got him on a year-long bet with me as far as who's going to get a win first, him or Cam. And so we had been talking about it for okay, the weeks prior. And, uh, yeah, okay, I good. was telling him how much you're in love with him. You got a little bromance yeah. for him. Yeah, I do have a little bromance <laughs> for him for sure. And I mean, I'm he's sure jacked. He, he is fucking jacked. You know, he's, he's an athlete, right? You just look at the guy and you're like, uh, this guy was probably a three-sport athlete in, in, in high school. It's funny. I saw a little special on him. Now, it wasn't the Golf Channel, but on social media. I guess he's original. I didn't know his story. He's originally from Colorado, right? He's like an outdoorsman, okay? And did you know he lost his mom at a super young yes. age when he was like 19 or 20 years old? So I read that story, and I read the everything that goes with that story when you're the child. I You can kind of compared to Joel Damon's story, losing his mom, how lost they are for, for a while. But I didn't know, putting the sappiness, the seriousness, life stuff aside, I didn't know he was a big uh, um, uh, fisherman, a big, a big trout fisherman, fly fisherman, and that kind of stuff. And that's where he spends all his time. And the story was saying, like, when he lost his mom or when she was first starting to get sick, when he just couldn't handle it, a buddy of his is like, man, come fishing with me. You can you know, you can imagine the beautiful scenery and the serenity of the Colorado mountains and that kind of stuff. So it was a pretty, it was, it was kind of a cool thing. I, it was social media that I saw and I'm not sure who, who put it up or anything like that. Did but you see just the like cartoon you... one? Was, the, no, was that the one no. you saw? No. So no, there's no. a cartoon it was a real one, one. It was, was like a... of him with the whole story about his mom. So I didn't oh. see the whole fisherman stuff and everything. No, but I this saw... was like something that was like a little knockoff ESPN would shoot or something like that. It was like a mini 30 and 30, mini 30 and 30, but it was so interesting. And I already liked him, but this, this just made me like him a lot more when Agreed. somebody loses it with someone like that. And with all the bullshit going on today, you know what I mean? With the things that have happened in the last week, I am literally, how's this for some, some sad weirdness. I am literally two blocks away from where in Allen, oh. Texas, where the, the guy opened up and killed eight people in, in the outlets where I love to go, you know, I love to go to, outlets, I didn't even realize outlets. that it was that close to this week's oh tournament. My God. And you, yeah. It happened three days ago. And, and on a, I have a really, I have a real, I want to say this because we don't get, we, we we're totally unfiltered, but I want to say something serious because one of my best friends is an agent out here. Um, Danny O who works for Sung J S H Kim. We'll talk about S H Kim here coming up very shortly, a little bit saying moon Bay. He was with KJ Choi forever. Uh, I told you he's a great guy. He's Korean um, graduated from university of Texas masters at NYU, just a great agent. And I'm really close with him. He's Korean. He lives here in Dallas and he called me on the phone yesterday and he, I could tell he was upset. I couldn't figure out what he had said. And he's like, I have a, I thought he said I had a player request. Like he was looking for a caddy. But now that I, now that I know the deal, he had, he's like, I need a prayer request. And I'm like, it didn't make sense to me. So there was a Korean family, three Korean members in this. And I know this is depressing, but I want to get it out because it's been bothering me too. Uh, a husband, a, a, a husband, a wife, a three-year-old Korean little boy by the last name of Cho and a six-year-old little boy 
The three-year-old, the mom and dad were killed. This guy killed them. The six-year-old was grazed, was shot in the shoulder. He's out of ICU. He's doing much better. And this friend, agent friend of mine, Danny O, he has a six-year-old and their best friends. And they were just at the house for the birthday party two days um, before the shooting. And they were at the, I almost get misty talking about this, but I already cried enough last night, so I'm not going to. But they were at that mall, Matt, to exchange the birthday clothes at the six-year-old had got and it's danny's like i just can't we were just with we were just with them right we were just with them and something like that happens and i know you're in arizona i'm in south carolina and guns are like a big are are a big thing for hunting and everything like that but and i don't get into political bullshit and that kind of stuff but i saw this text from andy roddick the tennis player today that made perfect sense to me he goes i don't understand the lack of gun control in this country. If you treated it like you got your like driving a car, think about it. You know what I mean? You got to pass a mental test, a physical test, an eye test. You have to train for six months before you get a license. There's insurance, there's stop signs, there's speed bumps, all this stuff that made sense that I just feel like, and listen, I know when it's a gang related thing and there's illegal guns and that whole market and everything like that, you can't control any of that. But you just kind of think that maybe if we got a little stronger with some some gun control or something like that. If it could just save one, stop one of those shootings, it would be a moral victory. So I don't know why I'm getting all serious. I wanted to get it out. And I, I basically want to tell everybody that listens. Well, that it has close kids, to home. That, yeah. That has kids. And it's so close to me via Danny, that kids have home that man, hug your kids, right? Hug your wife, tell them you love them because you just, you just never know back on to golf. I'm done. So true. No more. Oh, I mean, Great didn't call on that. Need to jerk you up on that one, but it's uh, well, it's heavy got, shit, you, you man. Started giving me a I little know, teary eyed there. I know, and I and here I'm whining about the golf and everything like that, and it's like, what the fuck, man? It brings shit, everything dude. back yeah, to reality, right? Real. To it makes it the real it stuff makes it that all goes real. On. Yep. Yeah, it for makes sure. it makes it all real. So well, let's move to a happy topic to for you. Yeah, yeah. Are the penny bet? No, I'm like, gosh darn it, the damn penny bet. Bobby has for me. The greatest comeback of all time, folks. I've never seen anything quite like it. I mean, you might have seen basketball teams come back from like 25 points down. This was like Bobby coming back from 9,000 points down and came all the way back. And now he is actually up a thousand pennies right now. It's the greatest comeback in penny bet history. Bobby Brown picked Max Homa this week. He wins against me. Uh, Cam Young. Cam Young has struggled since the Masters. Yeah, and there's no doubt yeah, that, that played yeah. a toll on him. Yeah, and so not a not a great pick post Masters. But um, with that said, you also got yeah. Wyndham Clark, who uh, he won our the, I, first I victory have, bet. Yes, everybody's probably laughing at me. Wyndham Clark over Cam Young, but but like I said, it's like. I've said it before. It's like a racehorse. You know what you can just, you get a feeling, you know, when they're going to run a big one, you know, when they're getting close to winning. I know he made a bunch of mental changes, not to and the topic you just talked about how he's a, he's a true professional now, right? Hitting the gym 24 hours after, you know, within 24 hours of, of winning when, you know, after you celebrate on Sunday night, you know, first win, those guys like to drink beers, him and John, and they like action, you know, he probably had about 30 fucking beers and <laughs> dusting himself off Monday night and said, I'm getting right back out of Tuesday right with, the PGA, it. With, with the PGA coming up. So, so for all of you that want the stats, I think I have gone like 11 and two or 
10 and 1 maybe i don't don't even want to know what the stats are good news for you are though but with live being back we'll have about three bets this week and i can either open up a little lead on you or you can flip me you can flip me right back to the way you had. No, but you it's had terrible because you you're have in, the cheat code. It's over. You have your no. cheat code in Siwon Kim. I it's would challenge you to code. choose anybody just, other than him. Uh, maybe I will this week, honestly, because <laughs> I got confidence. a rundown. I got when we get to live. I got the rundown on this course they're playing. I got a big time rundown on it. A I big like time that. from Bo Van Pelt, who lives in Tulsa, twelve minutes from the course. So I got a big rundown on that. You know, Love we had that. a big caddy. You know, we had a big caddy change. Please do share um, the good old caddy change. Yeah, we had a big shape, caddy bro. change. So everybody knows that I stay with uh, the king of Tito's vodka, Micah, who <laughs> well, I hooked up with SH Kim and this rookie that I rave about, who's like a baby Sunday um, to me as far as ball striking goes and everything. So things haven't been, haven't been going good. Micah's history is he was with Billy Horsell forever. He was with Joe Ogilvie for eight years, got the shit beat out of him with, with that tough bag. And then he went to Billy Horsell. They won a FedEx Cup. And then Mike has worked for some real solid players, K.H. Lee, Doug Gim, uh, S.H. Kim. He's just been a stable, really above average caddy for a long time. But staying with him for a couple of weeks, I knew things weren't going good with him in the Korean. And Billy Horschel had reached out to him at Hilton, had said, hey, if you're Hilton Head, I got this big house. Come stay with me, which was weird. Mike, I thought it was weird. He's like, what do you think that's all about? I go, I think he's going to want to fucking hire you back because <laughs> I know his regular caddy. Billy's a self-admittedly tough bag a lot of goes with being billy horschel's caddy some some abuse in there you know and i know fooch's caddy they weren't having a great run i think he was like 105 on the fedex and billy's run through quite a few caddies after having success with them quite quite quickly so we were sitting around our hotel last week and he goes oh, i just got a text from billy saying hey call me when you got a few minutes and i'm like fucking put the beer down and the vodka down because Billy's <laughs> wife has, you know, has struggled with her alcohol and has probably saved a lot of people's lives from her story. Honestly, how motivating she was when she kicked the habit and hats off to, to Mrs. Horschel for stepping up and doing something like that, Cheers. especially being the, yeah, the family, the family mom that she is big time. And so, yeah, they had the conversation and, um, uh, Billy asked Micah to come back, and Micah was having a tough week, tough week with H.H. Kim. So Micah is officially going back to Billy Horschel. Ooh. I think our guy, my guy, Fooch, um, had had enough. And we have a uh, another not depressing story, but we have another good friend, a European caddy. He's kind of famous. His name Johnny Longsocks. He's the one that wears long <laughs> socks with all the whatever Johnny city he's in. Johnny Songlong socks. So he wears Air Jordan 1 highs, all different colors, all different collabs, and then he wears long socks, and he always represents whatever city we're in. Like if he was caddying this week, uh, he would wear the Dallas Cowboys. So he, he's been a fan favorite, and he's he is honestly, I'm going to tell you, he's like one of the top five caddies I've ever worked with in my life. There's never not a smile on this guy's face. You can learn a lot from him, whether things are good or things are bad. He's with Paul Casey for you know, probably six or seven years. He started feeling sick like about five or six weeks ago. They thought it was meningitis. They went and did some tests and he had some issues with his brain and he's recovering from a brain offer. I'll just say it, a brain operation, but I've been talking to him. I got all the good news this week, man. Yeah, geez. I've been talking to him every week. He's doing great. He's, he's at home. So my point of the story is I think Fooch will go to work for Paul Casey and take the even the easy money on the live while, Ooh. while Johnny, recuperate so that's kind of it's not a grande yeah it's not a grande move but it's a it's a big move you know what i mean it's a big move and honestly but michael's asking me he's like what would you do and i'm like well you have billy's billy right billy cannot but will not it's billy in the past has not played good for a year or two but you know billy horse can pop up and win any tournament 
at any time. He's just that good. He's super streaky when he gets it going. He's a workaholic. He's a perfectionist. He can't stand for anything less than than perfection. That's just the way his life is. He does everything to the fullest and he has to do everything perfect. So, but the one thing I was thinking was like, yeah, it's Billy Horschel, but you're looking at SH Kim who's 60 something on the FedEx cup list with these top 50 deals coming up and top 70 and Billy's at one Oh five. So I wish, I wish Micah the best of luck. Um, obviously this is Danny O the agent. I just talked about here from, from Texas. So I've been having a lot of discussions with them. They, they, they have a Korean caddy on the bag. Um, this week because the kid SH felt like he knows a, not one he doesn't work no hardly two words of English so there's no talk in between shots and you can't you know it's like the early Sungjae even though Sungjae's English is getting quite better now you can hold a conversation with him in between shots um, I think this kid is just a baby Sungjae and he wants to try and find a Korean caddy and I was laughing with you because a Korean caddy with PJ Tour experience even his agents laughing it's like they just don't you can't call the factory and make one up so Apparently, he's got a Korean buddy on the bag that's never caddied ever before, never been on a golf course. They're like, had to teach him how to rake bunkers. Thank God we didn't get his pairing, you know, because I think SH is a little bit on the list, on the slow list as it is. So I'll keep you posted here in the next week or two. I think they're going to try and make a decision of what they're going to do. And when some news breaks, so probably, I'll probably know on the next week's, next week's episode on Tuesday. So other than that, not any major caddy moves but i wouldn't be surprised to see i mean those are all major caddy moves yeah you got a bunch of guys going full circle heading back to the players they used to be with yeah yeah i mean what's old is new who knows how long this trend's gonna be going on for and i think that's why and then i I think and i've done it wrong in the past i've done it right in the past more wrong in the past but i think that's like when you're a guy like like my, you do it the right way, right? You do it the right way because you never know two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years later what might come back your way. So um, I would imagine you know how these changes go. When when a caddy leaves a player, they, it's usually an auto top five for the new caddy. So that would put Micah in the chips at the PGA or somewhere somewhere shortly thereafter. And it would put SH Kim in, in the chips. Obviously, he didn't qualify for the PGA, but he'll be up, up running. He's having such a good rookie year. He's going to get into a colonial, which is a hard one to get into invitational and memorial also. And, you know, it's getting close to us open time again, too, right? All these local qualifiers have been, have been going down recently. And then we'll all have sectionals coming up here in about three weeks spread across the country. So we're going to be in LA North this year, which I have never, which I have never been to. And I, I just hate watching majors on the couch and it sucks dick that I'm going to have to watch the PGA on the, on the couch next year. Cause I feel, I feel like Oak Hill is a course that I, I might know not that I've been there a lot other than the eight days I was there when Dustin top finished seventh or whatever. And the PGA when Doff won, but it's, it's like one of those courses where I can almost quote every shot that Dustin hit in every hole. And I know they went over and tweaked it and that's I a whole nother episode. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, that's your that's kind of your territory uh, up was, there. I mean, it's a little more away. I had Yeah. I had one client when I was doing golf simulators that uh, he was Took a member there. over at uh, Oak Hill, yeah. and we went out yeah. and we played both courses. And, man, yeah. well, what a beautiful yeah. and just pristine yeah. golf course during, yeah. especially like the spring, summertime. Yeah. It's the perfect time of year up there yeah. because it's right next to Buffalo with Rochester and yeah. near Niagara Falls and all that good stuff. 
Yeah, it's good. It's hard. I remember it's super cold in the mornings, right? It's low forties early in the mornings and then it can get up to the low to slightly mid sixties with some sunshine and that kind of stuff. So you have to adjust how far the golf ball is not going to fly early in the morning. But like I said, it's a, it's you, as you know, you've been there. It's a great, it's a great iconic layout with a lot of history, a historic clubhouse and it's fucking the PGA championship. You know, it's a fucking, it's a major, but, um, uh, uh, We'll see, man. That's a whole we other episode see. coming out. And now it we're is. To, I mean, talking about the PGA and, I mean, yeah. talking about players that uh, are a bit unsettled and switching to some new caddies and the caddy shake up. I mean, it yeah. kind of leads me to our next topic, which is Rory McIlroy. Yeah. What the hell mm. is going on with Rory? I don't he... Go ahead. I wouldn't panic. I wouldn't panic. Yeah. You know, obviously. He doesn't there's... look good, uh, Bobby. It looks well, mentally he's... fatigued. And, and well, I mean, it's been a tough year for him with the PGA Tour and live. We all know, we we all know that. But I feel like he's still young enough where that shouldn't affect him that much. It's not like he's in his forties or fifties. I I feel like I just feel like here's the deal to me. I feel like the driver's not right right now. You know, starting back in Augusta and now he switched back to another putter again last week. So I think that's fucking with him a little bit. Two, I do know Rory well enough to tell you that I guarantee he's at home in Florida right now and he's working on his game every single day. And I'm going to tell you right now, he's get, he'll be a force. I have a, I have a feeling that Oak Hill. Oak Hill favors a lot. I know Duff picked it apart, but, you, you know, there's not a course these days in majors that doesn't favor a long hitter really. Honestly, almost all of them, all of them do, unless you catch funky British Open firm conditions where it just brings the whole field together. But sure. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't panic with Rory. And and we've discussed this, you and I, in the past, that even the best players in the world will go where two or three weeks where you're like, oh, what's wrong with so-and-so? You know, and I because because we're so used to them being in the mix with 45 minutes to go uh, every other Sunday or every Sunday that they play, <laughs> really, that right? Truth? So it gets instilled in your brain that way. But I think he's just, you know, probably doesn't have a lot of confidence and that kind of stuff. And he's probably going to work that out. And, and, you know, I know Keith Barbaro with who's the, um, the vice president of Taylor made tour operations, you know, it takes a personal, like uh, personal investment besides a business investment into his big time players. So I guarantee you he's there with Rory somewhere in Florida on the range for a couple of days this week, which is a bunch of driver heads and trying to get that worked out. So I think Rory's going to be, um, just fine. And I think he'll be in the mix for Oak Hill coming up. So that's kind of my take on that. Do you have anything to say on that? Or I don't know. Just, I just uh, feel like he's got a lot more gray hairs going on than he yeah. had before the we masters. All yeah. We all do. But I mean, he really was the face of the entire live versus PGA tour. And yeah, I wonder if was. the whole masters deal to where yeah. everybody just accepted the live golf guys and that everything became, he he's, I, I don't know if I was in his shoes because I can't yeah. speak for him, but if I was in his shoes, I'd be like, man, everybody turned to all of a sudden, we're not going to be like in this situation with these guys anymore. Like we're just mm-hmm. going to let it be peaceful. Like what was all my effort going towards? Like yeah. there, there was yeah. that battle and that fight. And I mean, he took it very personal and I know he was battling against everything. And it kind of seemed like he was him. I mean, Justin Thomas was up there with him for a while. Justin Thomas took kind of the back seat, which was a good thing for him to do and to let everything kind of not to say mellow out, but Rory stayed in it. 
right? Rory mm-hmm. was and became that face. And there's been a lot of criticism about the no cut events, which by the way, that's another topic in and of itself. You heard yeah. from the commission. Yep, I did. The commission yep. said he wants her not to be cuts on those. So yeah, I was, I was, I was, Surprised, not surprised, because I know Tiger and all the players, the bigger players, were pushing to have have cuts in that. Because those fields, even though it's top 50, you know, I think the fields, from what I understand, the fields are going to be between 60 and low 70s because there's different ways to qualify. I think if you win out here, other than if it's like a, a Tahoe or a Barbasol, when it slices another tournament, like a major or something like that, the same week as the Open, I guess I'm talking about Tahoe. I think all the winners from this year also get into those designated events. So it would be nice to you know let's just round it off and say you have a 70 man field it'd be nice to you know have top 40 in ties or something like that but 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 like we talked about you know when you asked me what i thought about how these designated events were in a whole and i thought they were very successful i also mentioned that i thought there would be tweaking like the fedex cup over the, last, the next two or three years so i look for them to turn into um you know i feel like it's a little late but I feel like with Tiger and these guys keep pushing on it, that kind of stuff, they use the player. It is the player's tour when push comes to shove. And I think they will, I hate to say get their way, but I think they will be well, happy here in the next year or two. Let's put it this way. It is yeah. the tour for the top players. It is the tour for the top players. Yep. 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 It is the tour for the top players. There's, there's no get, there's no uh, getting around this. Getting back to your Rory thing, I like your angle on something like that. I also thought about another angle too. You got to feel like he's got so much pressure when he rolls into Augusta and when he throws up, when he throws up and lays an egg like that. You know that that fucks with his brain too. Well, I think that's why he decided. You know what? It's not worth the yeah. three million dollar fine that, I'm, or it's worth the three million dollar fine yeah. that was Hilton Head, and I'm just yeah. going to, you know, go home get away from it all reset and to him i mean let's be truthful here with all his contracts and i mean with how much money he earns on the tour is the three million dollar bonus that big of a deal yeah i mean it's still three million dollars but at the end of the day what's more important money or your mental health and i've got to give it to rory on that one that your mental health probably plays more of a factor and a role uh when it comes to that so yeah, let's not to, let's not forget he's got a young daughter named Poppy at home too. So it can't ever be a bad thing to go home and spend time with your wife and your that's true and your and your little one. And he's probably transitioning heavy into that stage of his career now, where parenting is right up there with golf. So you know, like I said, my my opinion is is I think a pop out of it because he's fucking Rory McIlroy and and him and one or two other guys are the best players in the world when they're firing and. And I think he'll be a force to don't kill. Those guys at the big ones seem to step it up more often than not. That's for sure. And it's not like totally he went out there and shot 88, 80. He was struggling. He made the cut on a hard golf course, which he's dominated on before. So it was a big disappointment because it is because it is Rory McIlroy. But now we're one on last thing. One, oh, yeah, yeah one, one last thing before we jump to Dallas, which this will yeah. tie us right into Dallas and the AT&T Byron Nelson. Sure. But I just want to say that – I was calling for that at the beginning with the no cuts because you have no other professional sports to where you have that big of names that will show up and have an opportunity to not get paid. So I know there's show fees and so or to show up at golf tournaments and sponsors will pay it on the side and stuff like that. But that kind of eliminates that side to it. So for that, I'm for 
the no cuts next year for the designated events to make sure that all the big names come in and they know they're getting paid. I'm good with that. Um, however, it is a little bit, uh, is it, it's uh, hypocritical, right? That, uh, you know, all the criticism about no cuts and not being real events and things like that, that the commissioner yeah. has said. And then all of a sudden PGA tour is now it's a little hypocritical, Bobby, but Moving to the AT&T Byron Nelson. You do not but need in defense, and I've said, well, I, I'm going to comment because I've said this comment before, but everybody keeps forgetting it. You remember before Live started, we actually had no cut events before that. Maui's a no cut event. WGCs yeah, were no true. cut events. So there was always Damn a it, few. Bobby. Yeah, there was always a few tournaments that were were no cut events. So why you got to be the voice before. of reason, huh? I mean, it's 2023. Yeah. People forget stuff. I understand. Jeez. There's a lot going on in the you world. Know, that was some of us smoke toad poison, that. and some of yeah, us, that's you true. know, forget those things. Dallas time <laughs> on to Dallas. On to Dallas. We got the AT and T Byron yeah. Nelson Iron Byron this week. Yes, Iron Byron this week at TPC Craig Ranch. So this has been a, a host course, a TPC course that's had at the last some odd years it was famous for being like a second stage cute school course a lot of the dallas caddies and players that live here know it well so check this out here's one tournament here's one golf course that i've never been to over the years but since it got moved here it's just for whatever scheduling my korean guys and troy really? didn't play in it last year so I, I flew in at the crack of dawn um yesterday morning and we practice and i know my guys grinding we practiced for a couple hours they had a rain delay it got hot as out here almost 90 degrees <laughs> the cootie twins are are in the field this week pearson and that and just Parker. sounds great so, the cootie well twins. so i told troy i'm like i'm like i don't fuck i gotta be prepared and i like going to a new golf course that i've never seen because i take my time and i look at it so i'm told i go i'm gonna go walk off today they didn't tee up till 220 hot as balls and i and i go i'm gonna go walk with pearson and my son for 18 holes almost fucking drop like on 13 it was so hot are you drinking enough water bobby are well you getting the electrolytes? The deal. this is a super popular tournament with a ton of people and you have all the dallas um thunderbirds i'll call them they wear their red <laughs> pants and everything like that and it's kind of a beer fest and there's a lot of beer in the locker room for after the rounds it's encouraged amongst the caddies and players to be loosey-goosey this week but there every other hole did not have water on it because it was so hot everybody was drinking so much water so it was like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm going to drop. But then we got to a hole and I slammed. It's funny when you start dehydrating, when the water's like too cold, you can't drink it, right? Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. And I've always heard through the grapevine from players out here that it's best to drink water at room temperature or just slightly above room temperature, not freezing. So, yeah, there's a pro tip for you. The Arizona guy would know something like that that plays golf there in the summer Stay for sure. Very 100%. hydrated that way. Yeah, very hydrated, which I'm the king of. I'm always putting stuff in my drinks and I'm always trying new tablets or or this this or you that stay but, on troy this week about but i worked hydrated. hard i know yeah well good luck on that bob fucking <laughs> dealing with houdini over there but i i grinded it out for six hour monday pro am fucking brutal i don't know how these guys do it but i felt so good about myself i came back and i laid down last night and i'm like that's it that's what hard work's all about and i'm like fuck i'm shot right now fell asleep was right back up at 4 30 this morning we teed off at seven o'clock this morning and this golf course does nothing for me. Fucking nothing for me. 
I hope none of my red pants guys are listening to this, but God, I hope they move this fucking event. Number one, you have to shoot 26 or 27 under. There's It's zoysia. The ball sits up perfect. They must have had a freezing tough winter because there's fucking patchwork. I wonder if you'll see it on TV. Mm. There's patchwork around every single green, like two or three layers of, of patchwork. There's patchwork in the middle of the fairways. There's some rough spots. And I swear to God, I'm going to say this is the first tour course I've been to that has it doesn't seem to have any personality or character to it whatsoever. You feel like you're playing the same hole, the same par four. The par threes are good for sure. They're longer, but you feel like you're playing the same hole. Every green is designed the same. It's not until you get to like 13 or 14, this good long par four where you got to cover some rocks and and this drivable hole with water on the left after that. 16 is a good par three. There's like three good holes in the backside, but I was going through the whole front side and when I've never seen a golf course before, and I walk three or four holes, and I and I'm, I definitely believe that you get through the first four holes here, and then you can go super Yahtzee after watching Troy and Streb um, and Martin Laird play it today. I can see that there's obviously a ton of birdies out there by the by the past, but I'm just like when I first walked the golf course, I'm like, how do they shoot seven or eight under here every day? I don't get it because you look at the sign and you're like 485 yard par four or 495 or 512. Is it just dry just, out there? No, it's not. It's wet, but the I don't know what it is. They don't play that long because they're wide open. They just don't play that long. You, I don't think we hit anything longer than we had a bunch of bunch of eight irons and wedges into holes today, and we had one hole that we had maybe a five iron uh, a five iron into was the longest hole. I was telling you where you, where it's got split fairway, and you can try and you try and cover some rocks to get one out there. We did five iron into that, and the hole before that number twelve used to be a pretty easy par five. At, from 540 or something but they moved it to about five bills and they made it a par four but we still hit a seven iron into that one too so just goes to show you how long these guys even a guy like troy merritt it's a 500 yard par four it's a place a little downhill off the tee you know but it's not like you got helping wind and it's zoysias and it's soft zoysia so i would think that scores are going to be in the mid dimension mid 20s again dimension this golf course does fucking nothing for me can we whatsoever. get a little 31 action out there you think this week little minus 31 to win no i don't think so and the only reason why i say that is is there's still going to be a lot of fours on number 12 the modified par 5 to a par 4 but now it it still was designed as a par 5 green right they always do that on on tour and i just think it's going to be i'm going to call 24 25 is what i'm going to call right now 24 25 would be my number i think it'll be i think kh is one of the last two years and i think he was 27 under last year and just fucking stuffed it for, for four days straight, which, and we're going to get some weather this week starting tomorrow. So we have a feeling all that patchwork, we were surprised it wasn't painted as ground under yet. That was like our big topic in the practice round, but we have a feeling that at soft conditions that it is right now after the rain and with us getting rain, maybe here three or four days in a row, they might just start playing this thing ball in hand right off the bat Ooh, on Thursday. That's going to so be it, low. It, so that, so that's going to move you now all of a sudden that 27 28 and i don't know if 31 is perfect hit, lies out of that fairway I, well anytime a tour player can put their fucking hand yeah. on the ball good things usually happen yeah. right good things happen so i am excited but i am excited uh, troy's been working hard he looked i told you he looked fantastic this morning a little draw off the tee some cuts with the irons he worked super hard yesterday for for a couple hours he's putting after the round and he's just you know i think he's i think he's I think he's over it. You know what I mean? I think he's fucking over it. And when I grinded on him a little bit Friday night, you know, he hit me back right before I fell asleep. And he goes, 
He goes, I just want you to know something. He goes, I found every way to fuck up not getting to a Saturday that you could possibly do. So it should be over. There's nothing else I can fucking possibly do wrong to miss a Saturday that I haven't done all year. So we're probably going to go out and fucking win. And then finally I get to hear that from him that he's getting a little attitude. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. You just got to make a fucking ton of birdies and keep pace and hopefully find your yourself in a spot when you tee it up on Sunday where, you know, you can get it done. So it's, it should be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I am definitely looking forward to it, Matt. You want my, pick? I am too. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Um, the field analysis was pretty good there. I mean, we got a lot yeah. of guys that uh, are playing. We had a I lot mean, of WDs. We had a lot of WDs this week. You know, Jordan Speed WD. Yeah. He tweeted. Tweet, yeah. Hurt wrist. Um, I'll bet a dollar he's going to be healthy as a horse for the PGA next week. And we're so, I'm so, he, my wrist. I don't know what the right deal now. is. I'm just going to say Jordan's straight up guy, and then his, his wrist hurts because AT and T is his huge sponsor, and yeah. he he would and he lives in and he lives here in Dallas. So you would have to think that he, I would say he's that hurt. it's probably tweaked yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's probably tweaked a little bit. There's not a lot of rough out there, but you just can't gamble if you get in a funny spot, and, and with you just can't gamble with Oak Hill right around the corner with a player of of that talent tom kim's in the field can i tell you something i know i'm noticing about tom kim you're not gonna like it because i know he's like your second coming of fucking superman and Come everything on now, like that don't, don't talk much, negatively about well, my tom kim uh well i'm gonna say this did you notice watching him on tv you remember when dry jordan was going through the driver yips and cam mccormick had him doing that funky ass drill where he takes it before he pulls the trigger yeah. he takes it way outside and then he slots it almost like a, a modified reroute did you see tom kim and he i told you at cj cup he started working with cam mccormick and i was like oh my god cam mccormick's so good with putting but i feel like he could fuck something up tom kim is doing that same no. fucking routine did you see tom yeah, kim's it's out, swing it's was in, so simple his swing was so simple why, not a lot of wrist why? hinge comes no. straight back down doesn't he's need to it reroute it oh. he's doing it with his irons too and he did not play that good for tom kim last last week it's, he's one of the favorites with the way he played there in the president's Absolutely. in the president's cup but i'm like oh my god now this cam mccormick is as my theory is i don't know 100 percent, but you put two and two together and it's the same rehearsal that Jordan ditched recently too. Yeah. Remember when he started playing good about six weeks ago, when he started, he started getting rid of that um, routine, but I'm like, Oh my God, why did nobody ever touch the Mona Lisa? Right. Picasso. You, you never went behind fucking Picasso and touched anything up. It was already good. So that's just my, my alert to the gamblers out there. Maybe an alert to maybe, maybe fuck, a I'll little MC. Well, Korea, but but then again, Koreans on Zoysia and Bermuda are usually pretty good because that's what they grow up on at home. That boat. So uh, he'll probably we'll, just we'll go see. back to what feels good for him at that time. Well, well, you. we'll we'll know when we watch PGA Tour live. I guess on Thursday, on Thursday morning, <laughs> I got a late tea time. I didn't see if he's early, but I'll be interested to see if he's he's bought into this Cam McCormick stuff. But like I said, nobody ever touched the Mona Lisa after it was done. So we'll see if he's experimenting with something new to to gain some distance or something like that. Cause I remember um, him hitting it fucking straight as shit. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah. You're straight right. Though. Pro it's probably trying to pick up some speed just like yep. everybody. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Guess what? It's what time for the Four. penny bet. Let's go. Individual. Defending, yeah. <laughs> Defending Defend champ. Defending <laughs> champ here. Like 10 and one. The greatest comeback in skinny guy caddy history is it's still going to be moving very forward tall. 
Well, I know it's a good, it's a good field. It, it, it's a, it's a good field. Obviously Scotty's in the field. Ram's not here. Jordan's not here. JT's not here. I have a feeling I know who you're going with. KH Lee. Wow. For the three banger. Wow. For the three banger. The three yes, banger. Koreans on Zoysia, bro. See oh flag, hit flag. God. Yeah, you thought I was being you right. I left Scotty Shuffler wide open for you. The Texas playing Johnny that he is. So yeah, I'm not and, feeling bad for you. I just have a cut. I, I just have a Everybody's picking that, him. Damn what's it. that? Everybody's, everybody's picking Scotty. You look at everything out there are. right now. Scotty Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler, yeah. Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, of course it's I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to surprise you. Okay, uh, let me document this. K.H. Lee versus, <laughs> go ahead. Xander I have to check Shoffley. on you. I'm is he in the field guy. this week? You might want to double check and make sure he's in the field. Did you, Do you have your field list? No, he's he's in the field. Hang on. You better look at your field right, list. You've made this mistake look. before, and I, I don't have. want you he's to get embarrassed play- on I'm almost national YouTube. I haven't seen him at all this week. No chance that he's fucking playing the week before the PGA. He's in San Diego right now grinding, bro, and he's going to get to Oak Hill on Saturday early. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yep, that's right. Yep, that's right. Oh, no. I think I just right. saved you. Why did wow. I not... Hang on a second. I swear this to God that I saw him in the field. No, he's Maybe never I... in the field. Yeah, so I can erase X. Hang on, let me look up. Bro, he's not in the field. Get it through. Oh, he played last year in this. Okay, there you go. New pick. I... All right, right you go. got it. Get... I'm going with go Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Fucking fuck. Damn it, <laughs> That's man. all I gotta say. <laughs> oh, I really didn't want to have to go there, but yeah, oh, I that's you. why you didn't pick Xander Shoffley because he's not in the goddamn yeah. field. What an embarrassing moment that was. Gee, well, that's number two Christ. for you this year. No you know wonder you're on such three a heater. strikes and a new three strikes and you get re- replaced by Mikey Perez. Holy shit! <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? Oh, Me and Mikey going God. at it. Holy shit! Hey, not to change this. Not oh, to Mikey's change the doing subject. well, by the way. Oh, he is? Yeah, so I I talked to him not that long ago. He is now the head pro. I don't know the golf course, but it's up in Northern California. So he made the move. Yeah, a a gentleman that uh, he knows that he owns the golf course, offered him the head pro gig, and uh, he he went up to Northern Cal is the last that I heard from him uh, just from uh, about two weeks ago. I was uh, chatting Uh, with him. We were texting back and forth. That's perfect for him, right? He's got such a bub- such a bubbly, outgoing, energetic personality. Absolutely. He'll be great. He'll be great for that fit. At, the, at, a, at I'm not sure. If, is it private or is it public? Don't that know. I don't know. I'm Doesn't not matter. Either yeah. way, either way. Actually, public might be better for Mikey. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I wanted to mention was um uh, the um uh, the European tour. Adrian Moron, the the big six foot six guy that I've been raving about from I know I from saw Poland. That. He got it done last week. And I just, for more gambler info, he's going to be in the PGA and he moves it pretty good. And I was raving about him some weeks ago, about a month ago, watching him play and keeping my eye on him. That this, this is a name for guys to remember coming over here in the future too. Adrian Moronk, one of those new, big, tall, skinny. He could send be a little it. dark horse for the PGA. Yeah, he That's might nice be. He pickup. might be a little, tough, little top 25 action. So I wanted to give him a little shout out. I think that's the third national open I read that he's won on the European tour, which, you know, those national opens are, you know, nothing's like our U.S. open, but I had mentioned more Canadian opens are like when you get somebody a national open in their home country, obviously, 
um, uh, they're they're energetic and they're exciting. They're a little more pressure packed than the other ones. So shout out to the big fella from Poland. Oh, there it is. And since we're talking yeah, international, the yeah. crew that was just over in Singapore is now over in Tulsa with oh, Live Golf, best, Bobby Brown's favorite topic of the show. Best part of the show. God, thank God. <laughs> now we're starting we with the good. It. We're starting with the good. Yeah. I just have to remind. Yeah. So for everybody who's new to the podcast and is a Live Golf fan, uh, we do have a segment of Live Golf that's the good. That's what we start with. And then we will let you know when we start getting into the band to where we start to criticize a little bit, start to, you know, pick a little fun at a couple different things because of how things are embellished and so forth on the live golf circuit. But that being said, we are going to start off with the good. So, Bobby, you said that you spent a lot of time this week talking with a special yeah. somebody about yes. Cedar Ridge Country Club and Broken Arrow. Yeah, I got it from, I'm good friends with Bo Van Pelt. He lives in the neighborhood of Southern Hills. He got it. He got in this week. BVP did. And he's a big, big Tulsa guy. He knows everything about those golf courses. And I'm like, what's that track like? Is it like Southern Hills? He goes, no, it's not like Southern Hills. He told me, uh, oh, one interesting thing is when the USAM was at Southern Hills, this was the second golf course, right? And oh. Bo told me that the scores held up are relatively the same to Southern Hills scores. They weren't much better. So he told me it's a it's a shorter. I saw you gave Dustin Johnson a plug this week because we were getting back to the States and we we're waiting for him to pop. But apparently, according to BVP, this is a shorter, tight, tree-lined golf course. How is course. it shorter? It's 7322. 7,322 yards and it's a par 71 fully tipped out. i i'm just telling you what he told me maybe he thinks 7300 is is <laughs> is short but i know maybe. it's 12 minutes from his house he's played it a lot maybe it's very hilly sometimes if you're 7300 yards and you're elevated all the time you know 73 comes down to 71 and change really quick and then and 73 is fully tipped out and we know True. we know they're not going to be tipped out we know Liv's tendencies, uh, a.k.a. Adelaide. It's probably going like to be 6,900 yards. Because I asked Bo, I go, over or under 1,600 wins it. And he stopped for a second. He goes, man, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good number, you know, four a day or, or what have you. No, no, that would be five a day plus one, five or six under a day. So he just said it was it was, it was was a lot tighter and a lot more trees than, than probably – you know what we would expect it coming back to the state interesting for those, with those those bomber tracks so that's a little that's a little recon it's not like it changed my it's going to change my picks it's or anything like yours. that I know it's, it's not, not going to change it's not going to change my picks but you know tree line shorter tree line courses i wouldn't say would play into super bombers hands not that any of the super bombers are playing good out there other than maybe Peter Uline and Kograk happened to have a good, good week last week. So um, I'm excited. You know what I, I mean? Too. I want to see if it's listen, can I'm going to tell you one turkey. thing. They're going to get fucking people. They're going to get people there because the Gooch is from Tulsa. He does big charity events there. They already started doing all their charity stuff at this little hidden giggle. I think he had yesterday or today out there. Yeah. So I read that they're expecting 10,000 fans a day so hey if, if you've ever been to tulsa there ain't much to do i can tell you take it from a guy that was I'm there for through. eight days lecture for southern hills there is a there's a lot of weed shops and a lot of strip bars from re what i remember and i would imagine they're very you know it's oklahoma so you know tulsa's got a good program and but they breed a lot of athletes out of oklahoma with you know with those two major universities there and that kind of stuff and you just got to think of any 
I, I guess I'll call it a major sporting event because it is a major sporting event for them comes to town. You know that they're going to show their support, especially with the home the home guy looking for the trifecta. Wouldn't it be nice if we had double trifectas? KH Lee wins this week for uh, no, me. And no, then Taylor Gooch wins for his caddy. I, I, w- wow. I would rather see Taylor Gooch win back home okay. and get his three-peat. I mean, just l- yep. let's get the trifecta there, Taylor Gooch. What do you say, buddy? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you, come on. Which Taylor. it's tough though when you go back home and all of a sudden all the pressures on you. There's a different type of pressure, right? I mean, yeah, oh, we saw sure. that with Cam Smith that. at Adelaide, and you know it was yep. tough to. I mean, we saw it in that first day, and he said he came out and was just like, yeah. "That's the most nervous that I've been outside of the major." So there's gotcha. that. Now. <laughs> I do expect another very solid tournament from Brooks Kepka. Yeah. And then like okay. you already alluded to Dustin Johnson. And here's my hot take of the live golf Tulsa event. Dustin Johnson will have his best tournament of the year. Do you like well, it? Do fucking, you not? What he fucking best tournament of the year is 10th. So you're telling me, Oh, if he finishes ninth, that's like, you're going to win. That's yeah. That's like good. Is that good for I, him? I, w- I will say this. He's going to finish top five this week. Well, I'll bet you a thousand pennies he doesn't. Done. Let me write that down. <laughs> DJ No Top Cinco. Yeah. Got it. Top five. Okay. All right. Good. We got the ball. We got the ball rolling. I'll we got over. the ball I think he's not, rolling. I don't think. I, you know where I tell you? I think his headspace is. He got 150 fucking million. And he already had 150 million. It might be the second of the three year. I don't trending into. I don't give a fuck and until i really want to give a fuck and when he wants to give a fuck he'll be a force to be reckoned with but i'm banking that he does not finish in the top five and if bo describes this course like he like it really is then i i think he's gonna struggle because i don't think he's been driving it that that good you know he doesn't have the tailor-made team around him anymore on a weekly basis because he was always fiddling with drivers every two or three weeks he uh the guy i mentioned with rory kisa barbaro is like best they're like brothers him and dustin i'm sure he's getting the share of product but getting your share of product at jordan's course or the bears club test and stuff is not like being on campus at a tour event when there's two or three reps standing around you with track mans and 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 you know not that dustin even needs a track man he can tell you after five swings if he likes one or not but i just i don't know i don't have a good feeling about it so Interesting. i'll go i'll go against your um top five you know there, who man. else that i think is going to do or play oh boy really well? we can have a lot of who yeah bubba watson i think this is a course tailor-made for bubba watson this week so oh. that means the range goats are going to play really well so be on okay. the watch out for a back-to-back championship win i think it's going to come down to the range goats versus the four aces for the tulsa title and by the way have you seen tulsa king with uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Well, okay. So Great I show. lost. So I, I watched the first four, and I kind of lost. What? I kind of lost interest oh, in Bobby. it. You want to know a movie that I watched the other night that made me ball my eyes out with Tom Hanks? Otto, oh, a man called Otto. Yeah, that that's came out a great last movie. Year. Did you see it yet? Yeah. Oh with the my little god. No, uh, no, 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 no. You're thinking <laughs> another one. This is like an emotional top. Tom oh, Hanks. Oh no, I have not. Older Tom Hanks. Remind me of my I was thinking it was the little robot guy. When no, it's no, just him and the robot. Yeah. yeah. No, this is one of those tear. This is one of those tearjerker movies. So if anybody gets a chance to see Tom Hanks in this auto, a man called Auto, I, I if you want to get a little misty and so after and not have to, to add salt to your popcorn because your tears will do it for you. After yeah. Bobby's little depressing part of the show, here's, 
yeah. you can go now after listening to the podcast and go cry your eyes out. There you go. Yeah. We've oh, got wow. that going what a, for our fans. What a bad person. What a bad person I am. What about what but, about um a, you got any more good long? No, no that stuff? that is yeah, it, it for the good. That is it for the good. So everybody, yeah. this is your warning. If you are a live lover, this is the time that you press pause. You get yeah. out of this episode, you turn it off of YouTube. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, Podopolo, you go ahead and you just stop right now because this is your earmuff warning. So earmuffs, live golf lovers or live lovers as we refer to them as. And boy, oh boy, here we go with the bad. And the press is coming out of Adelaide this week where, did you hear, there's quite a few members that are not too thrilled. Now, it was like 80% of the membership approves of everything and is fine with them coming back next year. But there's 20% of that country club. It'll be interesting to see if anything comes from this that are really pissed off because... I drive past TPC Scottsdale all the time and TPC Scottsdale, it looks like a mess in a lot of ways because of all the, all of the the stains. Oh yeah. I mean, there's all those patchworks that get done because of all the foundations of all the uh, hospitality tents and everything. Yeah. Those don't heal for like six to eight months. And then all of a sudden it goes right back in again. So That being said, they're running into that at Adelaide, and it sounds like they're not accustomed to that. They used to have some tournaments go on there and so forth, DP World Tour, and not nearly the amount of um, you know hospitality tents and stuff like that. So they are not too pleased whatsoever with that. So again, it'll be interesting I read, to see. I don't want to blow this story too far. Up. My, no, you know, I don't blow it too far because, you know, I read the same thing you did and you know what my take is on that. I can probably nail the demographic of the, the small percentage of people that don't like it. The old and guys? They've been, yeah. 20 <laughs> to 50 yard yeah, year members. That's their course. That's their baby. They're not used to seeing this burnout spot in that burnout spot. So I think like if you say, if it, if you pulled 10 members, I'm sure eight of them eight of them were super stoked and the ones that aren't super stoked were, were the ones that wanted to tee it up at their normal seven ten uh tea time monday morning after the tournament and that probably wasn't wasn't possible you know so i mean yeah. hey hey it was you know it was the it, it, it was the the part of the year that turned everything around to live was kind of i wouldn't say dying at the on the vine but they were kind of there was no momentum and there was nothing special happening but you know, with their turn, their early tournament starting in Mayakoba, and this one kind of turned the corner. Got a lot of people excited, especially for the fucking Aussies, right? Yeah. You know, I guarantee if you pulled our readers and that kind of stuff, they'd say, "Fuck those handful of members at, at Adelaide. That thing's coming back." And you know that thing. Actually, go audience back members from Australia, because I know there's several of you that listen to the show. Comment in the YouTube comments. Uh, because I know a lot of you are the YouTube. Yeah, listeners. if anyone are close to Adelaide, let us know yeah. what the. If you got a peek at it or you went out and played recently or you get a chance to play in the next month or two, if it takes that long, I assume it takes that long for everything to, to heal. Not that they have as many grandstands and stuff as waste management because that's like the epic, you know, the the mega one. But um, uh, give us a give us a give us a shout out on something like that and let us know what the conditions like and what the vibe is around there. If anybody's local anyways. So absolutely. Bobby, yeah, what else yeah. you got on the bad uh, side we got of our- live golf? Um, I don't really, I don't really have ready? anything for the, do it. Are Just do it now. You do you, ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Golf picks, but yes. louder. Who goes first? 
Is it team you or individual? Do. For the individual. individual or team? Go ahead, individual. Okay. I've been thinking about this because I'm feeling so bad. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's your cheat card. Well, I fucking jumped in <laughs> because I knew what I was doing about it to start of the year. And the math just worked yeah. out where I could keep picking him. But I want you to know that I'm feeling a little bit guilty. So oh. this week, I'm going to take C1 Finn again. <laughs> Let me document that. <laughs> I fucking cave. knew it. I knew. Yeah, yeah. I knew you. You are an absolute savage, just like me. Um, <laughs> you, can't done the same thing. you can't pick Pat Perez. You can't pick Pat because it's tree line. And last time you Pat picked Perez. him, he played good. I know. I'm not picking him. I'm going with Martin Keimer. Oh, okay. You're going he's, with the fucking the he's struggled since he, Yeah, he's struggled since he's come back, and he's not in form. And I'm hoping those yeah. trees get in the way. Yeah, I got you. So nothing okay, against Martin Keimer. Good. No, I actually no, really yes. like Martin Keimer. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. speaking Deutsch too. Yeah, um, uh, hey, listen. Deutsch. So you, he's speaking <laughs> Deutsch good. Um, uh, what about um the team? So be your pick for the team. It's right? my pick. Yeah. Who's, guess who's what? your Going pick for the worst team? Right back to the cliques. <laughs> the cliques. I mean, tell me again who's on the cliques. I think I fucking know. <laughs> it's every fucking week, Bobby. I know. It's Graham McDowell. It G-Mac. is. Yeah, hang on. So it is Graham McDowell. It is Richard Bland. It is Martin Keimer. Uh, and it's Burned Weisberger. And the Cheeseburger. Weisberger. Yeah. Man, I want to fucking switch up my bet, but I hate Danny Lee so much. And you go with C1 Kim, so you're doubling down. Yeah, yeah, I hate Danny Lee so much. I heard bad. He's from Dallas, and I was talking to a. I'm gonna fuck. I want to fucking roast. I want to roast his fucking ass to tell people what a bad person fucking Danny Lee is, and I'm gonna fucking do it right now. Okay, I'm not gonna mention my friend's name, but he's a PGA Tour player of the Korean descent, and he's staying at Danny Lee's house. Danny is obviously not here. Danny is going through a divorce right now, and he has two kids. That oh, I'm not going to say spilling the tea here because it's so yeah 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 Danny Lee's not a good human being that's what I'm going to say so I'm fucking Danny I'm taking Danny Lee's house wow, Danny so Lee's some stories have come out team. Bobby yeah but they're why... bad bad wow. oh it's bad, like piece bad. of shit human it's like uh, let's just classify it under piece of shit human being stories and that's where I rank Danny Lee right now piece of shit human being so I'm betting against them how I wow. went from tears to wanting to punch somebody in the face. I How's gotta give you credit. I mean, swing. there was only a couple weeks ago that you were happy for him winning down in Tucson, and now yeah, well, all I didn't of a know sudden, running, I didn't know he was such a fucking piece of shit. So now oh, I know he's wow. a piece of Can shit. Can we get an so inkling I, as to what this is? It's a family oh. thing, and it involves oh. his kids. So oh. you you know what I mean. You only oh. have you only have one set of kids usually, don't you? You know, yeah. take care of your fucking kids, Danny. There you go. You heard it from me. Take care of your fucking kids. I rank him right up there with fat fucking boy slim, fat fat bread. <laughs> Two pieces of shit. I will shit my pants if they week. get paired together. I will shit my pants <laughs> if they get paired together. It's a sign. What if they're in the final group on Sunday? <laughs> One Kentucky Derby story. I picked the I winner do. of the Kentucky Derby. No, you, you know my big know. horse, my big yeah. horse racing background. All my caddy buddies, Billy Spencer, Troy. Because that I was a surprise pick. I didn't pick. bet him. I didn't uh, bet him here, so but I loved him. He seventeen to one or something like Bobby, that. You could have thrown was, your boy a bone here. I, I know I was handicapping the night before. I don't know what the I fuck think, I'm doing on the horse bets, dude. He, he should just have tossed me a couple. I think he had just gotten beat in the Florida Derby, and it looks like I knew the kids fucking sent him. You. 
let me go through my horse racing spiel. Ah. The kid sent him, you can see on paper, the kid sent him too early. He made the lead. He got tired like the last 60 yards. And I just felt if he got into the right spot that there was going to be 20 horse field. There's always cheap speed. It's a race of the first turn because there's rabbits in there. Other trainers will enter one or two more horses that qualify just for the speed to set it up for, for their big horse. But here's the deal. My brother, Gary, who's a horse racing expert who lives there in Scottsdale. I get, I bend him a hundred bucks every year and he goes, over, he goes to turf paradise and he bends it, bends a, I just let him pick everything, a bunch of pick threes, a bunch of pick fours, a bunch of pick five. So I'll tell you what a pick five is. So if the Derby was race 10, you can start in the sixth race, you can bet a pick, pick five, 50 cent pick five. But the more horses you use, the more it gets expensive. So it would be the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth race. So he bets this pick three, pick four, and pick five. He sends me the tickets. We win the first race, the sixth race. We win the second race with a $60 winner with a 30 to one shot. Okay. We win the third race with a 20 some dollar winner. Then we win the fourth race and we have two for $22,000. The pick five is going to, going to win. If two fills wins the three horses, one of our horses. And we had, and we had, um, uh, the favorite, the 14 horse. What is it? Love thy, whatever it was, the favorite that ended up finishing third. That was going to pay eight grand. shitting me right no. now. No. Well, we didn't win because Maj won. But, and I didn't want to. My brother's a better handicapper than I am, tenfold. But the three horse made the lead turning for home. Did you see it? And he, and he two fills, he opened up about a length and a quarter or a length and a half. And the other horse run him, ran him down. And the, the favorite kind of stalled out and finished third, who I like, by the way, the Belmont, if you're gamblers, the favorite okay. that just finished third in the derby i think a mile and a half is going to suit him perfectly you can stay closer to the lead but i cold decked the winner and didn't get a penny for it but i was alive for we were alive for 20 and we would have hit the pick three and the pick four too so it would have probably been a three horse wins listen to this caddy story we probably would have been splitting up fucking 30 large four ways my brother's wow. texting me after every race he goes we're actually alive for big money not like 278 dollar <laughs> trifecta or something like that so that's my derby deal Damn, Bobby, that's a good derby story right there. You almost got yourself 20 in cash. I know. Split I four know. ways. <laughs> I know. Almost is only good in. <laughs> well, Bobby, hang grenades. have a great that week it? this week, all right? Yeah, thanks, Have buddy. a great week. I hope you Thank guys you. do. And I I like wait, what you were saying with the mindset, wait, too. That wait, it's, wait. Go ahead. Out. You got this it. is you important. Got Hey, everybody, it was Matt's birthday last week. Uh, it was, yeah. Happy birthday, Matt. Happy birthday to you, my Thanks, man. You Bobby. make this baby, you make this clock go round and round and round. <laughs> hey, 29 for life, bro. There you go. And 29 you look for at, life. You're going to be, well, I mean, I'm People do think I'm still in my year. 20s. I Add I 10 can, years I, and we're there. Hey, hey, listen, look at it. You're looking at a 50-year-old. If I take away the turkey neck, that is fucking no more than 46 and a quarter. You know that. But God gave you the gift of that 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 look right there. So, yeah, you're going to age great. You're going to age gracefully. So, happy birthday. I appreciate it. Thanks, From Bobby. everybody. All well, right, buddy. And I like awesome. what you said about Troy this week. The mindset. Yeah. You know, I, yep. I think Attack. you guys might have a great week. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. We could use a couple of hands. Hail Marys from you Catholic followers. Too. Okay. A couple uh, Hail Marys. I'll, I'll say a couple prayers. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks, Bobby. Take care. Have a good one. All right. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to season two of the Pull Hook Golf Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe and go to www.pullhookgolf.com for more information.